This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, save, and invest. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people. And if you ask me, that's money, bro. So in the spirit of things that are money, here's how DJ Them Jeans stays connected with his people. Cash App helps me connect effortlessly with my finances as well as my fiance. So yesterday, she gave me a ride to the Sweet Green event at the Flamingo Estates. As we're beginning to move our lives together, both uh, in love and as well as fiscally, um, we have a shared credit card. So, you know, it can get a little tricky with who gets the Delta points yeah. on the Lyft account because, you know, that is a nice little kicker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to make sure it's not messy and just make sure it's kind of clean, uh, you know, at the end of the month for our financial advisors, mm-hmm. or just use Cash App. So... She'll give me a ride, and depending on how mm-hmm. bad this, the car smells and, you know, little things like that, like, I kind of like a fast driver, and she'll go a little slow in the turns, and mm-hmm. that's how you kind of go from a, a, a four-star to a three-star ride, mm-hmm. and that's how you kind of go from a, a $10 cash up to a $5, but this is how we learn. No, no, for sure, for sure. Whether you're sharing a perfect day with your, uh, your fiancé, sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating... And gifting, the number one finance app in the App Store is Cash App. That is fucking money as hell, bro. Download Cash App in the App Store or Google Play today. Add your cash tag to the 80 million and counting. All right, we're tapping in. Sunday morning, just got home from church. What's going on with you and the and the critters over there, Chris? Oh, same. I threw I threw my you know forty forty dollars in the offering plate this morning to praise him. Uh, if we were if we were in uh, Northamptonstead, that would be forty one dollars, wouldn't it? With the with the pound conversion, that's a good point. I don't even want to talk about that. All our British listeners are going to be upset. But I was doing some. Um, <laughs> Once I got back from church uh, and I was able to shower, I was doing some reading on the World Wide Web, uh, trying to kind of mm. inform myself. And I found this great story in the Los Angeles Times <laughs> about the um, in inside the incredibly shrinking Southern California starter home. A little wordy. Maybe next time we a little, t- take a little bit. A little times. wordy, but there's a so there's a there's a kind of a profile on this guy Zach Ziskowski, and he's bought a uh, an 800 square foot. Uh, a humble abode. Um, he's a TV producer, of course. That's even smaller than your house. Damn. I know. I know. And um, the thing is, in his picture, he's wearing a twenty-seven hundred dollars Saint Laurent bomber jacket that stopped being cool <laughs> five years ago. That's the real issue. He might even be wearing. He might be wearing Saint Laurent shoes. So it's it's just a little interesting. <laughs> It's a little interesting. It's, I think it's he's reinforcing the kind of like if millennials would stop spending money on avocado toast, they could afford houses. Right. It's kind of the same. It's kind of the same vibe. If you would stop spending three thousand dollars on bomber jackets, maybe you could afford <laughs> a fifteen hundred square foot house. Is that something? So okay. Just, <laughs> so if just he... quickly, it's also in a neighbor. His new home is in El Cabrillo, a Spanish. I, I've never heard of El Cabrillo. I guess that's a comp. I'm El sorry. That, that's a that's a complex. I'm sorry. It was it was built by movie mogul oh, okay. Cecil B. DeMille in the 20s. So it's a cool house. But again, it's, okay. So he wouldn't have to have his. He wouldn't have to sleep in the kitchen. He wouldn't. He would be able to have maybe a guest bathroom in his house if he didn't spend so much money on Ruigi sweatpants and things like that. Yeah, if he if he wasn't a Mr. Porter VIP, he could probably. <laughs> what what's the opposite of house poor? You know they're. 
They're mm-hmm. swag poor. They spend yeah. all of their money on on guns, Bottega bags, mm-hmm. and, and you can't even shit like that. And and they got to live in squalor. I mean, but the other person they mentioned in the story is a uh, a planetary scientist for NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. She grew tired <laughs> of working on the Mars rover from her dining room table during the pandemic. <laughs> Like this is real shit. Like there's a there's a woman that that works for NASA that wants to live in Altadena. Like what is going on? Like what is going well, on? Well, to to be fair, JPL has their 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 headquarters are over there in Pasadena. So Oh, okay. Close. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. That makes a little more sense. Obviously, you're not, you know, a big aerospace kind of guy, so I don't expect you to know that. No, I'm anti-NASA. I think we should stop exploring space and save a little money. I think that would help us a little bit as a country. Come on, bro. I saw those the two people they found in LA to profile about not being able to afford a house. One is a TV producer and one <laughs> works for NASA, and somehow they're on the same plane, which is which is <laughs> concerning in many ways. Yeah, it is. I mean, but those those are the stories that get the most like, wow, son of a bitch, because sure. you know, I that, I hear that all the time from real estate agent friends of just like yeah you know we found this one bedroom in inglewood uh you know the husband is the editor of a magazine the wife has her own blah 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 they make five hundred thousand a year and you know in, in a few you know maybe in eight or nine years they'll be able to afford this house that you know their their parents bought for twenty nine thousand dollars you know i just don't know how many of these stories they up. can write there's a new one of these once a month because it's not changing it's only getting worse so I'm just like, you, you know, it's not that it's more interesting in New York because the places are usually so shitty that it's a little more mm-hmm. entertaining. <laughs> this guy's little apartment looks sick. You know what I mean? It's like really nice. Like it's I don't know if I would choose a red velvet couch as a as a man, but that's you know whatever. <laughs> that's a that's a personal decision. <laughs> but sorry, I didn't mean I didn't mean to jump right into the news because I know that okay, uh, because of our dis- our displacement in beautiful Atlanta. Uh, I had to send my regrets to our friends over at the Sweet Green Corporation, but you were able to attend mm-hmm. a a Sweet Green celebration of the Tamao yeah. at the Flamingo Estates uh, Mansion. Now, is that where they do they grow the vegetables there, or do you think Sweet Green provided for this event? I did inspect the grounds to see if there was any okay, you know, foul play farming practices uh-huh. going on. But I let me tell you, I I, I didn't find nary a carrot on the entire property <laughs> and this property was the opposite of a starter home it's a starter neighborhood but wow what a house i was gonna ask if your birkenstocks if like the pesticides had like rotted out the <laughs> the cork or if it was if it was fine but it's not, i'm glad to know that they're they're using sustainable farm practices i came home straight from the flamingo beans started licking licking my birkenstock and just barfing green stuff instantly so i i'm gonna go take some take it down to the lab and see if they're not using some roundup or something over there now was the now i I wanted to just quickly before we get into the menu i wanted to discuss the kind of hand wash story in the multiple bathrooms like was it also a tomato hand wash or do they kind of venture into other produce you know since i stopped drinking water i didn't even use the restroom or go to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) and i had like four drinks The thing they don't tell you about 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 <laughs> that's stopping the best part. Wa- that's the best part about ceasing water because washing your hands is a psyop. So it's good that you've kind of you've gotten over that. You've you've passed <laughs> that. Even though I know, even though I know you're a big uh, alcohol infused sanitizer guy, um, you refuse to use a high end hand soap. You're too working class for that. I mean, I ain't no damn pussy. Actually, I did have an artisanal hand sanitizer that i left in the car uh-huh and i think it had um whispers of rosemary in there beautiful not only to be antibacterial but also it's a, a pleasant fresh scent 
And I think <laughs> I think some of the 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 oils, the rosemary oils in there, and the extreme heat wave. Uh-huh. Thanks to Biden's America, uh-huh. it was. I think the rosemary had turned, and it had a bit of a sour oh, no. sour flavor to it. Okay, so. You go in thinking that you're going to make the hands cleaner, but you actually make them dirtier. And I couldn't even touch the steering wheel. It had me fucked That's up. disgusting. This isn't the same rosemary they're using in the delicious sweet green focaccia, I hope. Oh, God, it could be. I don't think so. All right, so walk walk me, because Flamingo Estate is something that we've discussed on this podcast. I don't understand it uh, at all, but it looks pretty, and I saw a fountain filled with oranges. So if you could just kind of start there and we can move forward. That'd be great. The fountain was filled with tomatoes, Chris. It was filled with tomatoes. Oh, they were actually tomatoes? Look like oranges. So somebody was doing some color correction. That's because they weren't ripe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. (laughs) So I'm not wrong. I'm wrong, but I'm not like far off. Sorry for the tomato tea. All right. So that's not shade. That's nightshade. So do they have, first of all, do they have a valet? Uh, No valet. It was Uber only. No code. No code. No code. And you, you can't pull up to that den of baller with uh, with a regular of course, lift. Of course. You know, I can't pull up in the in the Camry or the Corolla. So you're out of pocket already, at least 50, before you even get there. And then you got to eat tomatoes all night. <laughs> so you're going to be hungry. Um, but I'm, I'm sorry. All right. So you're out 50. You're out 50 for the Uber. Well, I mean, front on the way there, on the way back, let's say I'm out of... A, a, a tight 66 67 okay i, I didn't tip him the first <laughs> our, our first lift driver smelled crazy bro he smelled crazy he we had to we had to do windows rolled down on the freeway on the 134 it was fucked up and that's that you, you weren't smoking cigarettes because his personal scent was wafting through the <laughs> the seven series and it was you're saying it wasn't like axe body spray it was like a bad no no, no. so well on the way on the way home we had a, a nice seven series which i realized you know I've, I've been going through my car trials and tribulations and i realized that that might be the the car for me so you're about to join BMW Hive, but with the big body. That's right. I, I, you're a great driver. I just want to get that out of the way off off top. Okay. You're a great driver. I, tr- I trust you implicitly. I feel like that. That's a. I feel like a butt coming on. Well, there is a butt coming on. I'm just saying that that can be a you know, and I'm dealing with this with the Ram 1500 uh, extended cab. <laughs> it can be difficult to kind of park cars like that in dense urban areas. <laughs> you know what I mean? The spaces are limited for cars of that stature. It's much like you. It's like. There's not a lot of beds that can contain you. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that because of your, your stick work. <laughs> I mean that because of your height only. We're not talking about fucking. We're talking about if I needed to go to a hospital or something. And they'd be like, we don't have any beds. Exactly. Yeah. Big there's fella. Okay. Yeah. So I'm saying. I'm saying. So that, you're saying buyer beware. Exactly. Even though you're in Glendale, which is obviously spacious, tons of parking at the Ralph's Fresh Fair. It's no problem. <laughs> when you come into more densely populated areas like West Hollywood, you know, Beverly Hills, et cetera. There is going to be kind of the, the parking spaces don't shrink. There's just more cars. You know what I mean? So you're going to have oh, to kind of interesting. I know. Okay. And I don't. So think, it kind of switches like that. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't. I don't know this for a fact because I don't have a seven series. But I don't think it has a park itself feature. So it'd be kind of on you to squeeze that guy okay. between the Cayenne <laughs> and the smart car on Rodeo. So if I want to park this thing, it's on me, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. And I just want you to consider that before you drop all this hard-earned money. Although I love the idea of, I think you are a sedan. As I move into truck, Chris, Mm -hmm. and you move away from truck, TJ, Mm -hmm. I do see you as a sedan guy, and I like that you're. That's where you're kind of headed. I do too, and I also like that you are giving me a warning about parking as I as I downsize in car from a uh, a a mid mid size, you know, decent size pickup truck to 
to a BMW sedan, uh, that's when I need to work. Watch out for the parking problem. I believe no, Jason. I believe the Seven Series is bigger. Your truck is more of a baby mama truck, no, size wise. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That is not that truck. Just because you got a fifteen hundred Ram pickup truck right now, you think you're big dick swinging? It's 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 a mid, it's bro. Mid. That truck on the scale of one to ten on the scale bro, you of can barely fit two twenty four packs of cores in the back seat of that thing much less humans it's, it's got it's four doors bitch i know they're four but they're little abbreviated doors they're little mini it's, doors no they are not abbreviated doors you got Vern troyer doors on the nissan no you know no, 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 no no okay and you have your your gmc maybach doors <laughs> that, that fucking swing up and have an umbrella in them what, what's going on over there <laughs> no i'm just saying just saying are you sure they're full my si- door is the same size doors your okay all right I, I i would i would pull out the measuring tape on this much like the the nfl you know what i mean and see i don't know if you got the first down on this i just don't know we need the we need the rolex line cam yes exactly we need the canvas but i'm sorry regardless i'm more interested in the flamingo state sweet green tomatoes and and i'm, I'm sorry to get us off track mm-hmm. i apologize so we yeah so on the way there get the we get the the lift lux or whatever it's it's one of those uh lexus hybrid kind of like mini wagons yeah that's not that's not that, a uh, that's lux, w- in my opinion but go ahead which is basically you know people will cheat the system they'll get the cheapest car that yeah. technically is is a luxury car and you know on the books or whatever they'll either do that or you get like a sick ass car but yeah. it's kind of older like you get a you know a, an s500 bands but it's like a 2014 mm-hmm. or something a good year for me good year the, the the driver pulled up all the windows already rolled down no ac which is very uncharacteristic for the armenian community usually <laughs> the i the the ac is on full whack not to bring it back to another british term but that thing is on 52 and it's on max the whole time just to kind of recycle the the Marlboro smoke. Oh, I see. okay. So kind of yeah. There's there's 55 black ice trees around the <laughs> around the rearview mirror. The ACs on max and the windows are up and tinted mm-hmm. normally. He's listening to his favorite album and it's in dog mode. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Okay. And so we had to you know we had we had to basically just ride with our nose plugged on the way to. It had a sour start. To a, to a lovely evening, we'll say that. Uh-huh. He, the, our driver didn't speak English, and there was a guy. Like the the road to go up to the house was it was guarded by a security guy who was saying like we're we're doing one in one out because the the road is so windy and narrow that we you, you can't fit two cars on. Jesus Christ! So th- so the guy was okay. like, "There's a cone there," and he's like, oh, "Okay, we got to wait there. There's a, an Uber who's going to leave, and then when he leaves, you can go back inside." And our Uber driver did not speak a word of English. So we're just sitting there, and the guy's like, "What? What's going on? I don't get this." And I'm like, "Oh, we got to wait." And he's like, "I don't know what you're saying." And then the guy, uh, we were kind of blocking traffic, and the guy grabs the cone, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you guys just like pull over here to the side, and you can wait so the other cars can go." As soon as he moves the cone, the driver just hauls ass straight down, <laughs> straight down the road because he didn't understand what he was saying. So then we're, you know, in 10 seconds, we're face to face with a, with a car and, and my yeah. Uber driver is honking at him. It's a standoff. And telling him to move out of the way. It's a standoff. And this and the guy is at a one uh, at a dead end street. There's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And my guy's just like, you were in my way. You have to leave. Drive off the cliff, whatever. We finally get there and it's all good. I'll give. I can give you a virtual tour, I guess. No, I would rather hear where they hi- hit. Do you find any money hidden anywhere under the under the? <laughs> Kind of under the under the bed or anything under the mattress or maybe in a weird <laughs> was there a trap door? Did you kick the tires in this thing or were you a respectful guest? Is my question. 
Well, I didn't. I did not kick the tires. I felt as if I was being watched at all times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I keep on bringing up eyes wide shut in my personal life, but it was a little bit of that. I was being surveilled. People were were sort of peering down from me in the wings and giving me a little bit of a knowing glance of like, I want you to have fun, big fella, but we know that you're a little mischievous and I, I I'm sure that they're able to afford you know a lot of ring cams you know what i'm saying i'm sure that place is fucking wired you know what i mean that's the try that's the that's the white house of pasadena impenetrable i don't even care about the house to be honest i'm sure it's nice i care more about the menu because i'm actually um you know atlanta has three new sweet green locations jason and there's a new location in tampa coming as well oh really i didn't know okay well so time to take a second look at tampa well, I, I will get into the menu first, but there are some things that you should know about the house that you okay. haven't seen on the internet. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So the, the first thing, you, you, it kind of looks like a very well-curated kind of twee Spanish where every little detail is, is this perfect, adorable thing. And it is, all that is true. Sure. Everything is well done. Every little detail is thought out very well. And it, it was cool to see that. It, it, but it's kind of like a Disneyland kind of yeah. way, you know, where it doesn't feel like actual home. It's like a sure. I don't know. It's like Disneyland. But the thing that I didn't notice before from the internet is there's it's like that style mixed with um, like concrete brutal slabs. Oh, really? Like the center of the house has this giant kind of cement square staircase thing. That has like a little bit of a interesting geometric pattern, and then there's another bathhouse room that is a completely brutalist, okay. you know, raw cement. Structure. So I knew the I knew the owners were gay, but they're gay enough to have a bathhouse on site. Yes, exactly. So it's it, it kind of was more of a kill room, if that makes sense. That, um, I love that vibe. You know, yeah, where where kind of the the pay piggies might go down when you they need to be slaughtered, you know. Okay. But up top, there's a beautiful bath. And it overlooks these these uh, kind of stained glass windows. They all open up, and you have a private view of the city. Oh, you know, all you know, trees and and skylines and all that stuff. And then this big cement brutal tub. And then in next to the tub is a fireplace. So you can kind of have oh, a baby. An evening soak. You're you're overlooking. It sounds nice. The slums of Highland Park as well. Uh, you know, as you have a fire burning. Oh, great. I you know I can only imagine how, how wonderful it is. Maybe you I love a, the I love the idea of sliding into the warm bath, got the fire going, and I'm just looking at dogs and strollers in Highland Park from my perch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds yeah. We just put the kids to bed. I just ate my 2.5 milligram edible, and I'm just gonna <laughs> let this tub take me away, honey. But then exactly. you go. Well, that sounds so nice then, though. That same bathhouse, the brutal the brutalist bathhouse. Yeah. You go downstairs, and there's. There's a sauna, uh-huh. a shower, and a and a toilet, but the toilet is stainless steel. Very nice. And that's where it starts to turn a little bit like BDSM kind of energy. I, 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 I'm really into this so far. I know that you're into this kind of stuff. And this, this would be sort of your ideal space for your brand of play. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I just like stainless steel. I don't know why you're turning this into something that it's not, um, but you can keep implying. It's it's literally just like this is where you have like Bergheim style orgies. Like, you know, when, when people tell you about like 
you know like don't go like to the like the downstairs downstairs yeah. at this techno club because yeah. that's where like this is the downstairs downstairs there's like a goat glory hole or like <laughs> oh the, you go in there and a guy just shoots you in the face with the shotgun until you come you know just like the darkest okay. shit ever there was a little bit of that going on where like it was just a sterile environment you know the floors the ceilings and the walls were all the same thing it was all able to be kind of hosed down mm-hmm. and then the stainless steel toilet as well is sort of good for easy cleanup of course blood this, and stuff like that this is sounds this sounds cool as hell all right it was it was like do like a saw movie but make it work with a erq you know what i mean yeah sure of course i'm familiar with the spelling kind of what that implies <laughs> um okay well was that was the seating was the seating obviously this is outdoors underneath like rows of trees kind of vibe well i think you're to, to move on to the menu you're going to be disappointed to hear that it was a, a grab and go style buffet i'm sorry what it's a bit of a eat where you sit you're kind t- of thing it was not a seated presentation. Oh God, I'm reeling. Um, that is. Do you want to take? Do you want to take five? Pay a couple bills. That is shocking. But I also, <laughs> I, I'm. I wonder if that was was that so they could could kind of host more people. Do you think that's the vibe? Was it packed? It was no. It was it was a it was definitely a curated crowd. It was not it was not packed to the gills. This, so the same the same thirty people that are at every LA event were at this event as well. No, there was a little difference. Actually it was I, I thought it was a really great curated group of people. Um and I I was probably the least likely person to be there. I don't know uh, maybe not. There was there was some people where I was like, "How? Why are you here?" Sure. Um, but did you see? Did you see some friends and acquaintances though? It wasn't like new faces. No, there was there was a bunch of friends there. Okay, it was great. Okay. Was great. Um, but yeah, you did have to sort of uh, do a buffet style eat. Okay. And then you know grab a a, a park bench or a a step to sit on and enjoy it. But the food was delicious. It was all catered by a restaurant here called Gelagetsa. Oaxacan style food, tlayudas, things like that. Wait, 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 nice wait, wait. little chili relleno. Wait, what? I thought well, I don't understand. So what the hell was Sweet Green doing then? <laughs> if they didn't make any of the food, Sweet what Green the fuck was are they hiring doing? this company to cook a, a beautiful meal and support small local Man, businesses? Man, fuck, fuck that! I want a salad, bro. If I see Sweet Green on the on the invite, I want a damn okay. shroomami. I don't okay. want I don't want some flautas. <laughs> so when you when you see <laughs> flautas. <laughs> You have been Atlanta for a while. I don't want the first lady of the United States if I'm if I'm I getting work too sweet. hard for these fajitas. <laughs> I, um, do, I don't want any fajitas, bro. I want okay. Salad. So you so when I'm telling you it's buffet style eating, you're expecting a standard sweet green, you know, Nolita line where it's like, all right, what do you want? What do you, you want? Mixed greens or arugula? You want cheese on that? I would rather have that probably. If I'm I'm not not rather have that, but I think if I see sweet greens name on something, mm-hmm. my mind goes into salad land and that's a place where i like to reside well don't worry there were there were a couple sweet green team members there who i have worked with before and they were preparing a couple um kind of little salads that were being tray passed around fresh little sun gold tomato salads a little uh okay kind of cooked eggplant a little crispy onion a kashka june inspired okay uh, tray passed up it was nice thank god i mean my problem is is that I don't I don't know. I'm not a big tomato guy if I'm being honest. It's not one of my favorite ingredients. I know obviously that when they're peaking and in season, it's nature's candy, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it's just not something that I personally crave or even really like, unless it's maybe on a sandwich. 
very thinly sliced. We were actually talking. I think the, a big problem with the tomato and many other fruits and vegetables is that it's often served when it's not ripe enough, and it's just okay. okay. You know what I mean? Like you go to you go to Subway and get your your five dollar foot long, and it's got a tomato yeah. on it that you know you might as well just be eating a piece of paper or something like that. It has no flavor, no blah blah blah. So that's right. And, you know, same thing with uh, you know a peach or anything. You know, you're over in there in Georgia. You've probably had an unripe peach. I don't like peaches either, if I'm being honest. Uh, I don't. You know, f- <sighs> food with hair on it. Is it because it's too much of that gushy gushy? No, like a, a perfectly ripe tomato or a peach has got that good. No, I mean I like I guess both a, a peach in a dessert format. I can of course find appreciation for. Are you more of a got got guy? No, I'm not. Unless <laughs> of a gushy no 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 you can be honest here i i like both you know depending on depending <laughs> depending on the situation but i just don't seasonal yeah it's seasonal but do i have to pick just one <laughs> like, don't make me choose tj but i just don't <laughs> i just don't think that either of those ingredients jump out as me as something that i'm like oh i really mm-hmm. need that even and and you know obviously when tomatoes are in season it's inescapable at any fine dining establishment. They're just everywhere. They, right. they, they plug them in. I know what you mean. They, they, they do it. They go too hard, I would say. They do. They do. They, 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 uh, they get way too excited. They blow their load like, uh, like TJ on a first date. But, you know, as you get older, you get, re- you get, but we were actually talking about this very subject with, um, a couple pod fans approached me. I don't remember their names, but they were very nice. But we were talking about technology where they would like implant a microchip. Or like some type of digital sensor into a tomato to study Whoa. how uh, if you're able to sort of scientifically mm. detect when the tomato is has reached optimum ripeness and and this is a subject that I think about all the time and and I'd like to explore more of it but okay. I was trying to explore or experiment with uh, with like psychedelics oh I see okay all these things where you know you go to a supermarket and like here's this cantaloupe is it ripe. I don't know. You know, you you tap it, you shake it, you sniff it, but you never know until it's too late. Yeah, I see people doing all sorts of different methods when I visit my local grocers, you know, to kind of test the Exactly. And it seems like there's not an agreed upon methodology. No, yeah, everyone has everyone's like, "Oh, my nana says this is how you do it. This is, you know." Sure. No, no nobody's right. And I was like, "What if what if you what if I just eat a god's dose of mushrooms, mm. not not the fake chocolate ones, some real deal shit tastes like that stinky?" Mm-hmm. And then I just roll around, you know, in a nice king size bed, maybe some fret sheets or whatever, and a frette, sorry. Filled with fruit. Yeah. Melons. Okay. So you're. Peaches, apples, orange, you know, and and I'll be able to talk to the fruit or actually oh, okay. for a change, I'm going to listen. So you want to. I'm going to kind of listen and do the work. I just want to clear this up. So what you're saying to me that you think that the. The methodology that exists now of tapping, smelling, touching, etc. Mm-hmm. We've been using for hundreds of years isn't sufficient. That's one point though. You're developing a new te- a new a new process <laughs> where you take drugs and then fill a bed with fruit and then you just live amongst it for an amount of time that will allow you to understand it on kind of a higher plane. More or less, yeah. It doesn't need to be in a bed. Okay. It doesn't need to be in you know, it doesn't sure. need to sort of have any horny vibes to it whatsoever. I just need to be in a situation where it's me and the melons and then i'm just kind of exactly speaking to the gods uh, addressing a higher power when the fruit is ready and feels comfortable with my presence it will let me know whether or not it's time to get to slicing so you're saying to me the fruit will communicate to you 
when it's ready. So it's like you're going to get consent from a peach. I'm ripe, daddy. Okay. that's This is not a bad... Bite, it, bite, bite on in. This sounds like something you could maybe... This is, sounds like maybe this is a new version of kind of an, a, a, a lead ayahuasca ceremony where TJ leads chefs <laughs> in a ripe fruit <laughs> ceremony. Yeah. And you kind of just... You walk them through it and you could charge them upwards of a couple thousand dollars for a weekend retreat. Don't worry. It's a write-off, guys. It's part of the job. Well, I'm just glad that there's a, a bigger takeaway from this dinner than, you know, I saw some influencers and I had some food. You know, you kind of... This is what's supposed... <laughs> to happen when we go out in the world yeah. and we have these shared experiences we're supposed to be able to ideate with friends acquaintances or even just alone and i think that you use your time pretty wisely at the flamingo estate people say this is, it's a networking event but so often we forget to actually do the networking you know and it's just kind of there for a photo it's, bro, it's or crazy a, a selfie style pick or whatever yeah uh, but i i'm not there to network i'm there mm-hmm. to build kind of neural networks that weren't there before and sort of bridge the gap between produce I love this. and okay. DJ them jeans. Okay, I, this is we'll, we'll we'll kind of whiteboard this next weekend when you're here because I, I I mean we need to work on the show, but I also kind of this seems like a pretty big money making opportunity for us. It'd be foolish to leave this on the table. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Obviously, I'd be taking a small percentage for doing all of the administrative work as well as the marketing uh, and maybe some <laughs> asset design. I, I would I would farm that out, of course. But I think there is something <laughs> here, and I, I mean I don't know how much those online ceramics guys are charging. Yeah, do you have an do you have an in at the new england journal of fruits and vegetables because if you can get me any ink in there this thing is gonna go i could find all of the the kind of white paper to the moon yeah to to the moon i also (laughs) wanted to i also wanted to discuss um speaking of to the moon it looks like the don't worry darling film did 30 million opening weekend Mm -hmm. which is in in 2022 fairly successful so i want to know do you think that all of this stuff that we've been hearing about this movie, Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde beefing Harry spitting on uh, fifth coolest Hollywood Chris Pine, or do you, do you think that was all real drama, or do you think that they were all in on this? Open your third eye here. I know you love conspiracy theories <laughs> because they knew this would guarantee a big weekend for a middling movie. You know, do you think that this was more sinister uh, and engineered? Maybe by Olivia and Harry post-coital, <laughs> then it may it may seem on the on the screen or in the in the tabloids. I think um, this is a thing that a lot of people have been wondering and considering. I think I don't I don't think Harry has it in him. I think he's going to be like, oh, babe, I just feel weird doing that. You know, like I don't know. And I feel like <laughs> Olivia is definitely like whatever whatever i have to do to get this she's a she's a puppet master she's a puppet master monster is the vibe i get from her yeah um and i love i love her staring into her soulless eyes on the red carpet and seeing you know kind of through her she she does not have a a line you know what i mean where where harry's like No, I'll do a lot of things, but I won't do that. You know, my I, yeah, I've got no, young yeah. fans. You know, I don't want to. Me- yeah, you know. Harry's like Harry's like. Look, I'll suck Chris Pine's dick. I would not spit on him. That's crazy. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Not him. Not I'll spit on Come it, on. but not him. <laughs> and even though he likes it in public, I don't. I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was because I think that I don't it's either. So risky to pull that off, of course, and not of course. have something fall through the cracks because the risk, like if if somebody finds out and there is like you know Hunter Biden laptop style evidence that's like real mm. and 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 vetted, you can't come back from that. You know what I mean? But but I mean, is it is it to me? It's like, but is it just genius marketing? Because I would I would I mean I'm not going to see this movie regardless. But if I found out that this was all 
a well-planned heist, Ocean's 12 style, mm. by Olivia Wilde and her co-conspirators, I personally, it's like when you see an influencer, you know, get a big client. I'm just happy for them. You're on the inside. You're you literally do branding and marketing campaigns for a living. So when you see this, you go, ha ha, kudos no, to you. I, you know, respect. I'm saying game, recognize game. Is this Olivia Wilde's version of the mannequin challenge? You know what I mean? Did Olivia Wilde was this <laughs> was this manufactured in some way, or do you, or not even manufactured? Maybe some of these events happened. But maybe the way they were released, the way they were spun, the way they were spoken about was more engineered than we realized, which I think would be the correct assumption when yeah. we think about Hollywood and those twisted minds and what they'll do to get their hands in our pockets. I, th- I think this is something that has definitely happened before. You know what I mean? Like create yeah. drama where it wasn't in order to get buzz, no press, is bad press type of shit. I, I think that's been happening for decades for sure. But sure, it's sort of like how uh, how far do we want to crank that dial? Whereas in the 70s, it's like, oh, we'll do a little bit of this, spin a little bit of that, You know, get a few people talking. You know, no press, bad press. But as time progresses and you're like, let's see how far we can push this without anybody noticing. Yeah. And then that's when you start getting into trouble where you crank that soldier boy just a little too hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then people are like, wait a minute, like we're straight up being lied to by Harry Styles. And Harry's like, I can't be opening for Dev Hines. Like, this is too risky. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even a good actor. I don't even want to act. You guys are making me act. I'm not going to throw it all away for a Nick Kroll movie. That's a good point. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I'm not going to play at pianos to, to, <laughs> to make my chick. I can't, I can't go back to doing elsewhere on a Sunday night, guys. <laughs> we can't fuck this up. I got, I got MSG for 12 nights. Don't do this, Olivia. Damn, bro. I'm going to be burning CDs for Dev if this shit goes south. <laughs> So I think that I think that there was a little bit of that. I think it's I think it was less of like you know whatever black ops agent being like all right here's the, sure, the dossier sure. of what we're going to do and you guys have to be on board or else we're going to kill your family or whatever like I don't think it's that sinister. I think it's more of like you know you guys are actors go out there and act, you know? Do a little, uh, yeah, I think just so like too. do this. I think so. don't go too far, just a little yeah. bit, and just do just do enough to have people kind of raise their eyebrow, like, oh, this is fun to watch because it is fun to watch. Because that's the thing, it works. So I'm like, either way, she's winning, you know, like her because Hollywood doesn't care about rep. I mean, you know, if, if you make a movie that is profitable with this many stars in it and you're already a star, you will get the opportunity to make another movie, you know what I mean? So she's. The victory is is hers, but she's made other movies before, and I think I think the only question yeah. of whether or not this is this is a yay or a nay is like how much is Olivia a fan of her own work? Because if she fancies herself a serious artist, where like yeah. all I have to do is make the best film possible, and that'll speak for itself. I don't even need a marketing campaign. And how much is she like? Uh, maybe we need to do some weird shit to get people into this movie theater because the movie is not that good. I mean, she's definitely, I mean, she's definitely got a healthy ego. You have to, to be an actress or a director. But I think the reality is, is that, you know, no one, I think it's very difficult to have that much confidence these days with, with all these facts. Like, I think you have to understand like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got to make, we got to go to every film festival. We got to do every single thing we can to make this work. You know? And I think that's kind of how they got here. I, I think the festival stuff that's, par for the course whenever you're doing that but i think it's it's sort of like do you are you willing to lower the value of your life's work 
down to a stunt marketing campaign. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, bro, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm sure when Godfather 2 came out and they're like, all right, we're going to do this thing where we duct tape Al Pacino to a billboard on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> and that's going to, you know, like, and they're going to be like, the fuck are you talking about? You know, is Olivia going to be like, we're not going to do that. This is the best movie I've ever made in my life. It's going to be legendary. We do live in a different time, first of all. We do. I, I don't think that, I think that they know it's part of it. But I, I was... I I'm not going to see it. I barely know what it's about. The tra- I've seen the trailer only in movie theaters. I've never seen it anywhere else. And it always comes on at the AMC after Nicole Kidman does her shit. And it's it's just like a bizarre. It's like a Edward Scissorhands style in universe. Speaking of speaking, no, quickly, quickly. I want to I want to talk about this Nicole Kidman thing because I never want to hear about it again. Let's put the bitch to bed. It's just not that funny. It's not that weird. It's not that. It's just not that interesting. And people could not stop fucking talking about it. It's fine. <laughs> like it's not. There was no reason that that should have been a story. The last time, the last time I went to a movie uh, at, at AMC and they played that. When Kidman comes on the no. screen, I know where this people is going. stand up and start clapping. Like they give that a standing O. We gotta, we gotta stop, bro. We gotta blow. Ironically we gotta, or not, we gotta stop know. society and start it over. That is disgusting. Okay, just put yourself in my in my hokas. <laughs> I go to a movie theater. I'm gonna see some bullshit ass movie. You know, I don't even know what it was. Obviously, I'm I'm chiefing on the in the parking structure, or I'm gummied up. So I'm high as a biscuit in there. I got Dr. Pepper in one hand, popcorn in the other hand, and then out of nowhere, Kidman just comes up on and just blasts into that monologue. It's no, bro. Like everyone no, is I just don't like, care. what the flying? No, fuck? I don't care. Like it was insane nope. to watch. The very first time you ever see it, you're like, the most famous legendary actress alive right now nope. is shilling like movie theater commercials. This like is the same what shit. blood deal did she make with fucking Weinstein to do this? Like what's nope. going on here? No, this is the same thing. These are the same kind of people that clap when the plane lands, bro. Do you want to be part of that? I don't think you do. And that's the, that's my issue. It's the same kind of people. No, no, no. I think the people that are clapping is like, I want the world to know that I think this is funny and not serious. And I'm clapping because it's, it's lol and not because I like Nicole Kidman. And I think the plane clappers are not doing it for the lol. Unless you find yourself around an ironic plane clapper, <laughs> then, you know, I'm kind of into that. How do you feel about that, Chris? I, I hate it. Like starting an ironic plane clap like the wave at a soccer game. Oh, I see. We call it I soccer see. now that the that the dollar has changed, by the way. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm, I'm no, I'm, I have more, I have more important entertainment news to discuss. And it's kind <laughs> of sent me in a weird place because i have lots i have three entertainment newses to talk about okay well then we can breeze through this cops is back jason no need to breeze baby no need to breeze it's sunday cops is back and it's uh being rebooted on a network called fox nation so <laughs> i'm I, i'm obviously not gonna watch it but i watched so much cops as a child on saturday nights at 8 p.m and I don't know why I was fascinated with it because I've always hated cops, but I loved the program and it, it, it glorified them, but also didn't glor- I don't know. It's, it's such a strange thing how popular it was. It's, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like it's reality, you know, people watching a horror movie like, ah, oh, don't go in that. Don't go down. So, oh, now nah, you fuck. That's how you get. Yeah. No, that's a warrant. No, no that's now that's felony now. Yeah. You know, like no. they like to they like to see that and be like, oh, shouldn't have done that. I don't know. I just I just was shocked to see that it's back. And especially because I read that news on Hype Beast. So that's that's my favorite <laughs> part of that whole thing. Uh, I feel like how do you even do cops nowadays? How do you, how do you even film that? I mean, we are, everyone already like it's like hashtag film the police, and I, I'm sure the police department 
is wants to do anything and everything to avoid the thought of Film filming the police because yeah. all it does is get them in trouble. So I feel like hiring a professional camera crew to go do that, it's all going to be fake because back then at least like it felt kind of real, kind of fake, but I feel like the cops in 2022, they would never let it be actual real events. It's all going to be like scripted psyop shit. No, they're probably happy because they're going to be like, oh, okay, perfect. I can turn my body cam off. And if this guy tries to release any footage of me doing anything, I'll just kill him. That's probably the vibe. They're probably, they've definitely found a way to make it work for them because they're awful. So that's my guess. Okay. So no need for the body cam because we hired the drone boys to film this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just going to. We're just going to let it rock, and if they release any footage we don't like, we know where they live. You know, kind of kind of okay. situation. <laughs> they uh, have they guess. have last final cut on it. Exactly. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they're like they're like Serena with her documentary. They got final cut, so it's like you know, it's it's <laughs> only the good stuff's going to make it through. Uh, only the good stuff's going to final make it cut. Through. Also, like our friend Woody Allen, who uh, just like our other friend Federer, they both retired the same week. Kind of interesting when you think about it. I've never seen those two in the same room together. Um, but you know what I, well, I mean, Federer, yeah, how do you, how do you feel about Weddy, uh, uh, about Woody retiring because he, no, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. He's not actually retiring that he came out after that and was like, oh, I'm not actually retiring. Oh, okay. Damn. never mind. I mean, he's just going to die. It's fine. And it's also like people will see his movies till the end of time. It doesn't matter. And they're just going to get worse. Yeah. That's just, you know, it's like, but he'll still get, he'll still get very famous people to be in it. I mean, Roger retiring, obviously it was time. The stuff of him and him and Nadal holding hands and crying a little dramatic for me personally. I agree. I agree. I, I just because the the look on Nadal's face, his cry face, was that of like a two year old getting his um, you know, his like treat taken away from from him. But I liked that kind of energy of like you took my baba away. I'm crying juxtaposed while he's wearing a 11 million dollar Audemars <laughs> yeah, he's know. wearing the Richard Millie I mean <laughs> the, yeah the Richard Millie <laughs> I don't think that the I just don't um I don't know when athletes retire it's it feels like it's truly because they have to like for physical limitations mm -hmm. you know what I mean which obviously they're still like incredible specimens and they're, they're they could run fucking circles around us but like it gets to a point where, where it's I think you're retiring because you can't win and all you've ever wanted to do and all you care about is winning. Mm -hmm. And I think you see the writing on the wall where it's like, okay, these I'm I'm going to get destroyed by a 19 year old on HGH. There's no way <laughs> I can beat this guy. I'm 42 years old and it's just like I'm already rich enough. Like my body is probably fucked already. Even, you know, tennis is obviously less impact than like you're not going to get CTE or anything, but it's it's mm -hmm. you're still a professional athlete. I just don't I don't I don't th I can't feel anything about sports like that. Like I don't feel emotions about sports, but like I I'm sure there I'm not an expert in their relationship by any means, but I'm sure it's interesting because it, it's kind of like the president's club shit mm. where it's like there's only so many of us that are this good at something and we have this understanding and respect and relationship that uh, outsiders just can't understand. So even though we went at each other publicly for literally 15 years and it was like a, a a seesaw of who was better and that was like the narrative in the sport mm -hmm. i think it comes down to like no one understands this except us and we have this bond and that's where the emotions actually come from is is my mm -hmm. my my take on it from the outside yeah 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 all that makes sense and i think that same bond happens with with the the parasocial relationship between the fan and the athlete or whoever yeah. it is that's retiring where it's like i don't even you know, like, I'm never going to meet you. I have no personal connection to you, but you've just been a part of my life because I like watching tennis or whatever. Or like, I'm, you're, you know, I'm your biggest fan or whatever. 
So it really does become emotional because you're, you, you know, you're putting a part of your life to bed as well. With athlete, athletes, it's it's a lot more sad because when you are like a scientist or whatever, you know, a filmmaker, or a doctor or something, you can work, you know, into the end of your life. And and as a as an athlete, you, you can still, you know, Nadal and and Federer, they're still the best drivers. Their car is just totaled at this point, and mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's kind of the sad part. That's why it's extra sad because it's like I want to keep going. Yeah, mentally, I'm a better player than than Alcaraz, but yeah, bro, it's like you're you're 43. You got fucking 200 million dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't feel much about it. I just can't. It's just like, bro, you did it at the highest level. It's well, it's because it's your identity. It's your identity, of course. It's everything you've no, ever I don't known. Mean, I don't mean for him. I think one of course day, you know? it's, it's huge. For, I mean, oh, okay. You mean for the for the fans? Yeah, it's like, dude, like, there's other. I get it. Like, this was your favorite, and you're just gonna get another favorite. Like, you have no skin in the game <laughs> on this. Like, you, I, I agree. You, you like why? It's like if even if a band stops touring that I love, I'm not like, oh my god, this is so sad. Like uh, they. They're rich. They did it. They made a bunch of stuff I liked. Great. There's other stuff I like. It's all good. It's like when you see uh, somebody on Instagram do a, a memorial post about their dog dying. It's like, yeah, just go buy a new one, bro. Yeah, it's like that affects you only. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, this is in a different space because this guy's a global <laughs> superstar. But I mean, <clears throat> I do think it's cool that the last match was doubles with him and all. I, I think it's. I think it's like all nice. I just think that the. The, I just people having these like deep emotional connections to things that like they aren't a part of is a little bit hard for me to swallow personally. Yeah, and I I'm sure I have them too. Uh, I just I, I I try to I'm trying to pinpoint them, and I don't know if I would feel anything like if if a band. I guess the, the easiest one for me is music. If like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like I don't think I would care. If if I heard the Smiths would never play again or whatever, if yeah, I would be like, okay, well, they had enough. If if you what, say, what, if, you know if what I mean. Tomorrow morning you wake up and there's a Twitter post that Built to Spill is finally going to retire. You're not going to yeah call nine eight eight. No, I'm just like and get sick. Fuck off the ledge. These guys get to chill now. They made a lot of great records. They did okay monetarily. Like they're legends. Like they they're going out on top. What's the problem? You know what I mean? I agree. I, I just, don't, just I, I feel the same way as you. I, I think it's like I think it's better to do that than it is to like. Obviously, it's different if like we see Federer break his femur at Wimbledon and that knocks him out for the rest of it. That's different. Obviously, that's like a little because that when I see an athlete get really injured, I do feel something then Mm. because I think that is like that is like, you know, obviously completely out of their control. And that that to me is is more shocking than like a retirement. Oh, yeah. Because then you get to say that's going to leave a mark, ironically, and then <laughs> exactly, exactly. you know yeah. it's going to be fucking sick. I take a, I take a, I take a screenshot and say that's going to leave a mark, and then kind of post <laughs> post it post it on Twitter when it's like somebody's. Uh, that's going to leave a mark when somebody's bone is popping out of their skin. That's usually what I like to do that do that the most. I went to um so yesterday we went to a a friend of mine from from years and years ago. She opened a store here called Antidote. That's like a a freestanding like Travis Scott pop-up no it's like it's really kind of insane because it's like Rick Owens Tom Brown like Jill Sander undercover it's like super like very high-end kind of dark leaning fashion um Mm -hmm. in this in Mm -hmm. this freestanding building like the design's crazy if you're in Atlanta and you want to get Rick down to the dick this is is where you go this is literally where you go and it's this beautiful space and it's got like a parking lot and they have like it's, I was just really impressed with it, and someone I've known, her name is Lauren, I've known her for a long time, so I'm very happy for her, because she's like, 
a big couture person. She's like really into this shit and has been for years. So I know this is like a big. She's an actual fashion killer. Yeah, yeah. She's actually a fashion killer. Mm. But so I'm, 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 Alex and I are walking around the store and I'm like, damn, this is fucking crazy. They got all this shit. Like this, this, nothing like this has ever existed in the South. You know what I mean? For sure. There goes the neighborhood. And then I start talking to one of the guys that works there. You know, he's like, oh, are you guys from out of town? I'm like, yeah, but I'm from here and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So tell him the story. This motherfucker tells me. He's from Conyers. Oh, no. This motherfucker. Throw your C's up. This motherfucker, down, Rick, down to the dick, is telling me he's from Conyers. And I'm like, damn, bro. I love seeing another guy that made out the slums mm-hmm. and is going to spend his whole paycheck on clothes that, like, <laughs> look crazy. So it was like looking in the mirror. It was a little bit. I felt a little. I, I felt. Yeah, I felt some emotion there. Did you guys have anything else in common other than your you know, sort of rags to riches, get it out the mud fashion story. No, not that I uncovered in that trip, but I'll obviously be going back to build with him because I see, I see something in myself. Mm -hmm. He had, he, he, I was just very, I was shocked to hear that. I was just like, you're from where? And he's 25. So it's like that, you know, that's a big age difference. So I was just like, damn, this is, this mirrors my story of breaking out of the small town and, just getting into retail. And who knows where this guy's going to go, Jason? You know, this guy could be president of the United States. And he wasn't a listener of how long gone. He, w- he didn't recognize your, your, no, your patented voice or anything. I mean, I'm sure he was playing it cool. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He didn't ask for an autograph or anything, but I, but I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And that's even more no, cool. You the man, big dog. That's even cooler to me is that he had, he's like, he doesn't even check the Wikipedia and mm-hmm. look at Conyers and see it's, Chris Black, Dakota Fanning, Cartel. You know, that's kind of in that order. And I'm surprised. For him to not bring that up <laughs> is so hot. It's it really like, why can't more guys be like that? <laughs> but I was just, the whole situation was just kind of crazy to me. I was like, damn, the store exists. Like, you know, obviously every city changes and that's what happens. And like, the, the, I was just like, damn, this is crazy that there's still guys like coming from the same shitty suburb I grew up in mm-hmm. and doing the same thing that I was doing. And, you know, it's obviously it's a little different. I was more into let's say diesel or something at that mm-hmm. time. And he's more into, you know, $1,500 drapey pants, but Either way, times change, Jason. Both of you guys are still coming from the, the gutter with roaches and rats. That's right. And working your way up. That's right. To eating kava for That's lunch right. three days a week. <laughs> Bro, I did not get any hummus on my Ricks. Do not even say that, bro. <laughs> uh, okay, well, yeah, shout out to that that retail employee. I'm sure he's an awesome guy. Um, I did want to talk about Grimes' face. I mean, what do you think the point is? I think the point is going to be at the tip of the ear. She's going, she's, okay, she wants okay. to go full elf, but I think she's also doing lots of other stuff i don't i think i think the the r slash grimes stands are not into it you know they they like the the pure innocent version of of this devil monster woman but but is it like has she just run out of things to like what is the you know what i mean like what is the do, do, where do you think this comes from emotionally i think i think she's always been a, you know that phrase i don't know like they sh- they should have never let y'all have money or something like that like when people talk about yeah. like those like fucked up poor people that somehow get rich and then they just like like people like that should not have all the power to do whatever like she should have just stayed in her lane of being like a fucking quirked out tweaker chick Mm. she should have stayed in that lane but then she sort of like worked her way into becoming an extremely wealthy person with extremely wealthy connections and now she can do whatever she wants and maybe that's not necessarily a good thing you know some of her ideas are going to be a li- but also i like it just like as a as a person who's just uh, like <laughs> sure. yeah life yeah, yeah, is yeah, meaningless I mean- and like i'm just an artist and this is part of my art i'm gonna like 
give myself insane plastic surgery just to see what it's like yeah i mean i yeah but i just don't i guess with someone like that i'm also just i'm pocket checking a little bit i'm like how much money do you have like i don't even understand what she has done in the last 10 years i know one song kind of and then that she has a baby with elon musk i don't know what i don't know what else she has produced or done in her entire career (laughs) well i mean she she does fine financially on her own with her music career um, but I think the part where you said the Elon Musk baby, that's that's what moves her into the upper echelon of wealth to where she has the power to do whatever she wants. Yeah, of course. I'm sure she has some some blackmail dirt on him and you know, I'm sure she has a very uh comfortable alimony stipend. Oh, I'm sure from, no I'm sure uh, but- the world's richest person. So she can sort of do truly whatever she wants. She's got a carte blanche blank check on everything. I don't think her music career is that successful, to be honest with you. I think she's basically irrelevant if she doesn't marry Elon if she doesn't have a baby with Elon Musk. No, no, no. She has a she has a rabid fan base. I mean she she doesn't sell huge numbers, but like she she can tour and and you know, make millions of dollars on her own career. I mean, she makes millions of dollars every year in her own music. I I I believe you, but I just don't I just feel like I never hear about anything music related. Mm-hmm. That's not what you know what I mean. That's not what you hear about. But I guess if you have ra- if, like rabbit, it doesn't matter. If it kind of has like a weird like Lana Del Rey, sure, yeah, Azalea yeah, yeah. Banks sort of like real, just like staunch fandom. Like if you if you're a super fan, you're like it's your life type of shit, you know. So it's it's less of the millions of, of fans and like the dedicated ten thousand people who are just going to follow you forever. And no, you're right. You know, I mean that's crazy. That's, that's true. I mean I guess. And so. when you have that on her you know and she'll dj raves and you know if, if she does if she does a show you know she'll do 7500 cap rooms or something like that and you do yeah that's not that's a not a worldwide joke. No, tour not and a do joke. 50 dates like you're you're making a few that's not a joke i'm sure she's doing some like final fantasy soundtrack games and <laughs> yeah no she's definitely yeah, and also I'm, I'm sure she has like seven hundred thousand million dollars of of crypto and shit you know i know she sold out her uh stadium shows in uh the metaverse for sure and the roblox tour did very well no she did it she did a thing like right when everyone was selling nfts oh she actually made a fortune like in a quick yeah little. in um in one one day she did a an nft release featuring original music and artwork and things like that she made six million in one day <laughs> oh shit that's fire i do <laughs> i do kind of remember that maybe i maybe i do like grimes i mean hopefully she sold she sold all that ethereum like tesla did but yeah good point i mean another grimes pump and dump (laughs) (laughs) grimes is wetty with the pump and dump i'm 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 bullish on grimes that's the name of her new ep pump and dump i I don't i mean (laughs) i'm interested i I think i'm waiting for her to heal and then we'll make a final decision (laughs) not not uh emotionally you're talking about the swelling to go down waiting for this one to go down she's got six months you know probably till it really settles you know what i mean so we're gonna have to kind of <laughs> we're gonna kind of have to wait until that until that goes down mm-hmm. um but i i will be obviously paying attention you know I'm, i'll be tracking it closely well yeah we've got eyes on this thing don't worry guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we should um uh, an update on our live shows we uh we've sold out the troubadour show in west hollywood in la so if you want to see us in L.A., you have to get tickets for the Lodge Room in Highland Park. That's right. Yeah. And we should announce that uh, 
friend of the show um, and our, our dog Joe Mande from uh, Hacks will be joining us at the Troubadour. Yeah, Joe Mandy will be help coming out at the Troubadour show, and I'm sure every show will have other fun comedic and musical surprises around. Mm-hmm. We're and we're um, gonna more on that. We're gonna announce them as we see fit. Um, so you know, it, it's it's kind of like. You get it when you get it, Chief. Just wait on it. But yeah, so uh, so Troubadour sold out. If you want to see us in LA, make sure you get tickets for our show at the Lodge Room. Those are available on howlonggone.com. Also, the same situation for the New York shows should be happening very soon, if not already, where um, our Williamsburg show is, is close to selling out. So then uh, you'll have to go Bowery Bottom if you want. So if you want to see us in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. there's a few more tickets left before they're gone uh, for the Williamsburg music hall otherwise it's bowery boys um and thank you all for for mm-hmm. buying tickets mm-hmm. we appreciate you and we'll, we'll have some cool new merch from a few friends of ours uh available soon as well we also won't be providing uber codes uh so just kind of plan ahead uh, <laughs> as far as that goes if you have to kind of switch boroughs or neighborhoods to attend one of the how long gone live shows mm-hmm. do keep that in mind we apologize we apologize but we also don't apologize um and uh, we got some big pods coming up next week, baby. Yeah, twisted week of pods this week. We're we're tapping in with a true OG of of the medium, um, which I'm very excited about. And then, uh, luckily, I mean, we'll get more into this, but Jason's coming to the ATL for some big big events. Yeah, the, at the end of the week, I'll be touching down. Jason's coming to ATL. I'm, I'm unfortunately going to have to probably trade in the truck by then, which I do apologize for. Um, we call that a comfort minus park. <laughs> parking is parking dog uh <laughs> no but uh otherwise yeah we're all good yeah and we'll have some um we're gonna put up some merch before the tour kind of some online exclusives that that we should be co- they're cooking right now and should be finished in in the very near future but thank you guys for listening and uh thank you guys for uh, getting your tickets it'll be a frank ocean style surprise drop yeah yeah frank ocean's surprise drop um you know i'm sure we'll do a million million and a half the way he does mm-hmm. so yeah thank you guys for listening um send a shout out to the iranian homies we're thinking of you and uh everyone we are everyone have a great great week later later, later.